1: Hello and welcome into another edition of Financial Choices Matter. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving the Scottsdale area. Find them online at pelotoncapital.com. And again, uh, it's pelotoncapital.com. I'm going to be your new host, whose also name is Mark. Uh, I'm taking over for the prior Mark. So Charles, welcome in. How are you? And nice to talk to you.
0: Thanks, Mark. It should be fun. The previous Mark was a good time and fun <laughs> to talk to. So let's find out how it works today.
1: Uh, I, well, you know what? We wanted to make it easy on you so you don't have to remember a different name.
0: <laughs> that helps. That Trust helps. me, that helps.
1: <laughs> well, uh, did I say the name of the company right? Is it Peloton Capital? Did I get that right?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's an English spelling of the Tour de France word for the pack that most of the cyclists ride in. Oh, very cool. Um, so, yeah, and it, technically it's it's Peloton like you pronounced it. We just kind of call it Peloton. Oh, okay. Because either way is fine. You were right. Um,
1: All right. I but. like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like, that come. might be the only time
1: today. Who knows? Who knows? It might be. You might be right there. Well, hey, listen, folks, if you got some questions and concerns, you have some things you want to talk about, as always we'll we'll say on these podcasts, make sure before you take any action you check with a qualified professional. If you need a little help and you want to reach out to Charles, it's 480-513-1830, the number to call. 480-513-1830 to get yourself on the horn and have a conversation with Charles. But for now, let's go ahead and dive into our podcast and I want to kick it off with an interesting quote here i saw i wanted to get your take on this charles it's from pablo picasso and he said i'd like to live as a poor man but with lots of money
0: <laughs> i really like that when i when i saw it here on you know things to talk about and you had alerted me to it i just think that's a really interesting possibility and maybe people ought to make it just that simple because money's going to allow you have choices that's right. really all it does it may change your life it may not change your life but you get to pick and choose and some of those choices become a whole lot easier. And it lets you focus on what are the things that are really important to you, whether it's family or you, you know, I, I, nobody can define that but you. There's a tendency, however, and we see it all the time with people walking into the office and they've been living beyond their means. They may have a lot of stuff, but they really don't have meaning in their life. And, you know, lots of money, As you know, Pablo Picasso's perspective of that was Different from mine, different yeah. from yours, Mark, and oh, yeah. undoubtedly different from all the people that are that are listening into this. Because it's it's up to you. It just gives you choices, and that's yeah. from our point of view. We spend most of the time not necessarily doing the math of helping people figure this out, but doing the the social engineering, if you will, or however you oh, want I to like call that, that yeah. making sure that they understand why they want to do what they want to do and what it's going to cost them and how it's going to make them feel. It doesn't have to be complicated.
1: Well, and we tend to do that, that's for sure, in our society, in the way we live, we tend to complicate things. You know, in a way, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Sam Walton, you know, way back when, before, even as Walmart was big, but not as massively big as they were, you know, Sam used to arrive to all new locations in his pickup truck and his overalls and so on and so forth. Man had tons and tons of money, but it appeared as though he liked to try to live somewhat simply. So same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's, those are good models to live by.
1: Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Well, and, and to your point, we do tend to make things a little more complicated. And that's going to be where we're going to kind of talk about our main topic this week on the podcast. And that's fake news, really. I thought we would kind of uh, tie into this lovely new culturalism that we have adopted. It seems like fake news is not just in the political realm, is it? People use this term now for anything they want to apply it to.
0: Yeah, uh, this is not a fake podcast.
1: <laughs> no, it is real. You are a real person. World. I'm a real person. Yeah,
0: that's, absolutely. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you think about it like, um, you know, so if you're, let's say you're a sports fan, for example, and, uh, you know, you're, no, you have, your team has no shot at going, you know, to, let's say, the Super Bowl. But you might be like, this is going to be our year. And someone who doesn't like your team might say, well, that's fake news, you know, because you've got no shot. You've got a terrible team or whatever. And so it seems like this term is kind of, you know, just permeated all of our society. And so I thought, well, let's talk about it from a... You know, financial possible fake news, if you will. And so maybe these statements, these headlines I'm going to give you, Charles, let's see if they qualify to be labeled or not as fake news, or if they uh, actually have some merit and some weight to them. And we'll kick it off with Social Security going broke. Definitely a headline we have seen and heard.
0: Uh, You see it and hear it all the time. I've seen it more lately where they've actually spent the time to try to qualify what they're saying and Mm -hmm. quantify what they're saying. Okay. As opposed to just a big, giant headline and then, you know, scare you and don't right. really explain right. why they're saying which what they Which is the saying, norm, but yeah. Just, which, yeah, just bugs the bejesus out of me. But if we don't do something to fix it, and it's easily fixable, in my opinion, then it's going, you know, the benefits are going to potentially be reduced. I was listening to a, a major insurance company talk about this a couple of months ago, and they were just saying, hey, you know, it's politicians have no incentive to fix it now. They're going to continue, you know, until it becomes a crisis, because oh, it's
1: always a poker chip. It's just a political oh, yeah. poker chip. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, totally. You know, there's a couple things you can do that are really simple to fix. You can <laughs> right. make the full retirement age a little bit more, a little bit older, a little bit older, a little bit older. Com- they did that in the mid 80s. Yeah. They changed it, and it's made a difference. You can take the cap off your Social Security earnings. Yeah. And just begin to ratchet this stuff up, and it'll help take care of itself. Yeah. Um, it's a convoluted, complicated system social security i mean i don't know but there's like 20 there's more than 2500 rules to social security yeah there's thousands of interpretations of those rules but they can't get rid of it they can't
1: no they that's the one thing no politician can do they can't be the one that stands there and says well i canned it yeah
0: yeah they're gonna have to fix it at some point in time my contention is why don't they just start taking little make little fixes now
1: yeah exactly
0: and, and do it they don't have to make some big giant 2000 page report that nobody can read in law, just fix a little piece of it. And then next time fix a little more and then fix a little more and it'll fix itself.
1: Well, you know, Charles, Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I was thinking this the other day, I was having a conversation with a gentleman, I I host a lot of shows and talk with a lot of people all across the country. And, you know, it's like the initial age you could pull money used to was 65 for the longest time. There was no 62 early. It was 65 and we weren't living that long either. So obviously that helped. But why not just back it up? You know, for just simply say for people under the age of 50, born whatever year that falls into under the age of 50, that gives a buffer for people up to 15 years if they're Just turning 50, they got 15 years before they they turn 65 and make 65 the first year you can pull money, period. I've heard that backing it up just a couple of years would fund it for like 100 or 150 more years.
0: Yeah. Again, if you do the math, it ends up being ridiculously simple.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. uh, But D.C. makes it not simple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere along the line, they'll do it, but they're not going to do it because it's not crisis yet. And that's the way we have a tendency. If if it's not on fire, we're not going to put it out.
1: Well, and yeah, so, exactly. I, I think that's a great way of looking at it. And to illustrate the point, we've got that beeping in the background, which sounds like, you know, something's on fire. <laughs>
0: uh, that's, the, that's the busy the parking lot outside. That's so
1: fantastic. It's, it's, well, listen, listen, what about this? So, okay, so that's definitely an attention-grabbing headline that could be interpreted maybe either way as fake news or, or real news because of just how you want to angle that, you know, that sensationalistic aspect. What about this one, Charles? The crash of the dollar is imminent. Buy gold now.
0: Yeah, love those, love those. When you see them on TV, they're always there. Some older celebrities promoting it. Paid spokesperson, uh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, gold is a real interesting, and it becomes gigantically emotional for people. And there's, to my way of looking at it, if that's what you want to do, okay. But you got to realize it's an illogical idea. The only people that are out there hyping gold, the dollar's going to crash. Well, actually, the dollar isn't crashing. The dollar has never really, really crashed. If you go back and just go look at the price chart of the dollar and, and what what other foreign currency are you comparing it to, I mean, gold peaked in recently in the middle of 2011 and since then it's down like 30 or 35 hmm. percent. The people that are hyping this, the people that are yelling fake news, are the people that are want to have you come to them and buy gold. It's real self-serving.
1: Right, right.
0: Is it a theoretical store of that? <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back to the. 2011. Has your house gone up in value since 2011? Yeah, yes. yeah almost mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. Just, you know We've recovered from 2008. Has gold? No. So why do you want to own something that's going down in value? That doesn't make any sense to
1: me. Well, so, and I love you know, this headline, Charles, with, you know, with saying something like, you know, the failure of the dollar is imminent, buy gold now. But how do you think they want to get paid? I think they want to get paid in dollars. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they do. Because <laughs> so, so they're the dollar, not going to do it. Yeah, or maybe it's Bitcoin now. Bro,
1: dollars. that's true. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. the dollar, dollar shouldn't be that bad if they're still wanting to collect on it. So, yeah, I think this one definitely leads a bit more on the fake newsy side. And, you got uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So, definitely. Well, you know, I think that's kind of an interesting – that was kind of our main section of the podcast. But I think it's all a matter of perspective. Just like anything, you know, taking a step back sometimes, looking at some of these situations. Yes, the Social Security one is pretty important to, obviously, a lot of people. It carries a, a lot of weight for people's retirement plans, maybe more so. So than, uh, well, definitely more so than it was ever intended, but it is what it is now. But look, if you yeah. have those worries, right, if you have those concerns, have a conversation with your advisor about it. Run through the numbers. Sometimes, you know, getting that Social Security maximization or having a conversation about these things can alleviate some of those worries when these big headlines do tend to pop up. And, of course, you're listening to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, Fiduciary Advisor at Peloton Capital Management 480-513-1830. And we got an email question come in for the podcast. And so I'm going to toss this one out at you and let you tackle this and uh, and see what we've got from Jim in Scottsdale. Okay. Sure. All right, here we go. So Jim says, Hey, Charles, I'm 67. So I've reached full retirement age for social security, but I don't have plans to retire anytime soon. Should I go ahead and start my social security now or just wait until I'm done working?
0: It's a social security podcast. Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's okay. right. It's the theme I, again, today.
0: You know, if you don't need it, don't take it it's going to grow 8% a year. The benefit will grow 8% a year until you reach age 70. So you've got three years to go and you're going to get 24% plus a cost of living increase to your benefit, which could be a big deal. And I don't know, Jim, if you're married or not married, then there are some strategies to coordinate when you take your benefits with your spouse. Again, as I said earlier in this podcast, there's 2,500 rules, thousands of interpretations. There's about six or 700 different ways that you can combine benefits if you're married it's fewer than that if you're not married about how do you maximize it how do you optimize it you know what makes the biggest difference to you and it's going to be totally different for every person there is no cookie cutter approach to this you have to sit down and talk to somebody that understands how all of this stuff can work because there are a ton of moving parts and people have a tendency to think this should be really simple and i would agree it should but it's absolutely not so yeah you know Come talk to us. Sherry here in the office, who is also my wife, is an expert in Social Security and Medicare. She's the one that knows this stuff inside and out. And we have had the experience of sending people over to Social Security saying, tell them that you want to do this, that or the other thing. And they come back and say, well, they said we couldn't do that. And so we go back with them hmm. and say, show them in the social. I mean, the people in Social Security are really nice. They're very helpful, but they don't always know all of the ins and outs of how to do this. And they certainly can't strategize.
1: Right. Yeah, it's very good. And
0: so, we'll, ta- you know, we'll take chapter and verse back in and say, hey, it's this section. It's this piece. And they'll go, oh, I didn't know that. And then they'll help you do it. But, yeah, if you don't need it, if there's, you know, if there's reasons that you really need to turn it on, if there's health reasons or whatever, then those become very significant contributing factors to when you should do it, but if you don't need it right now, let it grow because you're going to get more later. You know, I mean that's that is an oversimplified example for Jim, but like I said, Jim, I haven't met you in person, haven't been able to ask you all the questions that we would normally ask somebody about, you know, why they're picking to do what they're picking to do with Social Security. Right.
1: So, well, in a way, it sounds like he kind of really answered his own question i think maybe he's just looking for a little bit of reconfirmation right he knows he wants to keep working he wants to wait which i think is a great place to be because a lot of people do have that mindset charles of hey i'm 62 i can get it now i better get it now you know and it's not always the best strategy for him it could be but not always
0: Oh, exactly and I think a lot of times uh, and it's interesting you brought it up Mark because there are times where we literally we will be sitting there talking to a client and we'll say, you know have we told you anything today that you didn't already feel was correct <laughs> right and they will say no, not really I yeah. said that's okay though yeah because you've done it correctly you we're just validating what you right. you know the research that you've done and that's okay yeah there's you know we don't have no but some people don't need anything fixed. Uh, that's super that's we we congratulate them and if we could do something to enhance maybe what they've already figured out great if not then send them on their way and they can be comfortable and confident knowing that hey we've done a good job and you know we should feel proud of ourselves yeah So so that's That's a super deal when that happens.
1: Yeah, sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just need to know that the wheel's wheel's round. (laughs) Well, very, very good. Well, that's going to be our podcast for this week. Charles, thanks for having me here with you. I really appreciate uh, allowing me to come in and start talking with you on these. I look forward to doing many more. And you've been listening to Financial Choices Matter. If you do have some questions, we did have a a conversation today, uh, a little bit about Social Security. So if that's on top of mind for you, give Charles a call. Come in, have a conversation. Talk with him and the Mrs as he pointed out, or really, if you just have some questions in general, before you take any action, always talk with a qualified professional and you can reach out to him at 480-513-1830. It's 480-513-1830. And, of course, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to it, make sure you do, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or whatever platform of choice that you have. And you can also find them online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Charles, thanks for your time, my friend. I look forward to talking to you in the future.
0: It's been fun, Mark. Thank you very much.
1: And we'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter.